Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Greetings, listener dear. I'm Tom. I'm Ben. I'm Matthew, and welcome to another exciting episode of Pappy's Flatshare Beef Brothers Cold Cuts. Whoa, you're saying it, but I'm listening to it. <laughs> and, and also, you'll be saying bits of it as well, won't you? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was, I was, there's something in it. <laughs> I liked it. I definitely liked it. Well, we're saying it. You're listening to it. <laughs> you know what? We're absolutely saying it. You guys are absolutely listening to it. But you know what? Occasionally... A listener will do a little bit more than just listen. Whoa. And I've got to read you this message at top of the top of the episode because you're you're going to you're going to love it. It's I genuinely okay. think I can't overhype this. This is going to blow your minds, this next wow. message. This is from from Jess. Bonjour beefs. I hope all is well with you. The people who led me meeting the motorcycle man of my dreams. Now do you remember yes, this message? I do remember Katie this. Wicks read my initial message where someone disturbed me and the neighbourhood with their motorbike at four AM. Your yeah. advice led to me confronting him and ending up as his girlfriend. What? Well as yeah. a result Yeah, this bit we knew already, Tom. Um <laughs> This we 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 heard this we heard this a few months ago, um, possibly about possibly about uh, eighteen months ago. Um, well, as a result, allow me to introduce our podcast baby. <gasps> yes. This is William Peter Pappy Coombs. <gasps> it only seemed right to give him that name. Much love to you all, <laughs> Jess and Al, and they've sent a little picture of just the most adorable little baby. Oh, and I, I couldn't believe it. That is I so great. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> That's great. And what a story to tell that kid when you have to explain to them what the fuck this podcast is. But, uh, what, a, <laughs> what a story to tell your kid. And uh, honestly, Jess, uh, thank you so much for sending that message. Uh, and uh, you're, you're, you're very welcome. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Well, hopefully one day we'll get to meet them. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. You know what? Uh, yeah, that would be great. Uh, tell us when. Uh, if you if you're having a christening, tell us when it is. We'll be there. We'll do a few if of you're our looking old skits. for Godfathers. You know. Listen, <laughs> you're looking for Godfathers. Took a bit of Patreon money the boys' way. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason you've never been asked. Godfather. <laughs> we'll be your child's Godfather. <laughs> For just four quid a month, we'll be your child's god. Yeah. Well, yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Love that. Yeah. Um, absolutely love it. Brilliant. Yes. Thank you, Jess. And congratulations to the both of you. Wowie. Um, who knows if today's uh, episode will lead to any more babies popping up like daisies, to uh, to quote Natasha Bedingfield. We'll have to find out. But don't forget, you can get in touch. Beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. That's how a lot of people like to do it. Or... You can call this number today. Amazing. 
yeah amazing there great it is. jingle great, great jingle. And, and of course you could you could also whatsapp that number or you can leave a voice note on whatsapp to that number so there's plenty of ways of getting in touch with us um but we've got we've got two brilliant guests today yeah absolutely we've got laura and ron lex who are uh laura you'll know her already from flatshare slam down she did the brilliant episode we did uh at uh, the Udderbelly. Uh, on, on the South Bank with Tom Allen yeah. uh, did a very very good uh, version of our kind of ex Libris game uh, she's great she's a brilliant stand up uh, if you ever get a chance to go and see her please do uh, but it's also her brother as well and uh, the first time we've had a, a sibling combo on the podcast and they do a podcast together Lex Education so uh, definitely check that out as well should we get on with the episode please it. well if you've got a problem don't call it a problem if you've got a problem call it a beat Is this well? It's a question for us, isn't it? Really, rather than our esteemed guests, is this our first brother-sister combo? I think we should on? let the guests answer it. <laughs> <laughs> let's test. Let's test their history of our podcast. Ron, you have listened to them all, I think, haven't you? Yes, yeah, definitely one of the yes, flat shares. Ron. No brothers, sisters on the uh, the slam downs. Oh, I mean. wow, beef brothers. Um, um, I, 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 I'm dipping into. Beef no, brothers, no and brothers sisters, sisters thus far. Yeah, beef brothers and sisters, as it should now be called. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's mad. It's literally got br- brothers in the title, and we've never had siblings on before. That's, I mean, what are what we are doing? There's siblings out there. There's the Kempners. You could have Luke and Sue's. We've had who half of them. There? We haven't had Sue's. Um, oh. uh, who are the other? I mean, who that's the other thing siblings? as well. There aren't many. <laughs> there no. aren't many siblings. Uh, um. The, the crank, well, the crankies supposed to be. There's Manfords, but there's two Manford brothers do comedy. You could That's have Colin true. and Jason. Flo and Joan, siblings. Are they siblings? The, are siblings siblings? Or Flo and Joan? Wait, are Flo and, wait, siblings are siblings, aren't they? Siblings but, are siblings and Flo and Joan. <laughs> and Flo and Joan are siblings, really? I didn't know I didn't that. Know, I didn't know that. What a great showbiz exclusive we started with today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as we're proving here, the sibling doesn't need to be a comedian. You can just invite randos on if they are That's the true. sibling of a comedian. Yeah, maybe you know that what? should be the rule now. If you have a guest on and they have a brother, they have to bring them. That's what we need. More voices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'd really like for this podcast to be, which it kind of is quite a lot of weeks, is, is for five people to start talking and then after 90 minutes we just stop the recording and see what yeah. happens. <laughs> just all... It, it, Regardless of what everyone else is saying, just just go for it. Yeah. I mean, that is the way I podcast. Um, I, I keep pushing for 60 minutes, but we're, we're still at <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'll do an extra 30 at the end solo. I don't mind. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much. So obviously you have at one stage lived together. You've yeah. lived in the same house. Um, how long ago was that? Yeah. About a month ago. Was it? Yeah, we lived together for about two months this year. Wow. wow. Yeah. Do you do that sort of just to keep your end in as a family? Like you go, let's just, let's, 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 let's obviously not live together. Yeah, let's regroup. We just do two months a year. We don't want to be a family bed. anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> got to touch base every now and again. You yeah, just base. see if we still like each other. Like, do we still want to be siblings? We, because we're 10 years apart. So our sibling life together was like, we were never children together particularly because like I left home when Ron was seven and a half, eight. 
and he he was baby i was 10 so i was a full adult and he was a tiny squawky baby um yeah. so we've sort of like had a funny sibling relationship where we never actually spent that much time together as kids did we no wow. just mates really yeah just best buds and now we do a podcast together and Ron sort of hates me, but I'm falling more in love with him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, living with living with people while you're growing up and doing a podcast with them are two absolute recipes for tearing each other yeah. apart, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the creative insults. Do you, you, so you, when you were growing up then, this kind of 10 baby distance, you didn't, did you share a room? <laughs> no, and it was a real source of pain in our house because there's three girls and then Ron and then they just had an extension That was the original built. name for the cause, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> three girls, then Jim. <laughs> they just had an extension put on the house so we could all have our own bedroom and then right. Ron got born and then oh. they were like, well, Ron's a boy, he can't share a room. So we had to go back to sharing rooms even though oh. Ron wasn't a baby. He didn't know if he was sharing a room or not and Ron got his own room the whole time and we were sharing bedrooms. That's mad because I don't think you're, I mean, you're certainly not a boy for the first three, four years of your life, are you? You're just a little, you're a little kid, a little kid. I mean, was he manly from the start? <laughs> Ron, were you a, were, did you, did you, did you come out like born with the full beard. of tox, toxic masculinity the second you were born? <laughs> I was, I was more of a dwarf than, than a child, really. I spent a lot of my time just digging holes in the garden. Yeah. Ron really loved digging as a kid. Feral. A feral child. Yeah. yeah. He was a very gentle boy. <laughs> and he did used to spend hours at a time in our back garden. Like, he used to just love digging. And then one summer he found a sink, like a, <gasps> like a kitchen sink buried wow. under an apple tree. And he just spent the entire summer squatting at the bottom of the garden, excavating this sink. That's abs- that is an absolutely wild. I thought you were going to say sh- shitting in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got the extension and an ensuite. Unbelievable. <laughs> Can I just say, I, I, just very quickly to interrupt, um, Ron, are you on a like a bit of a delay? Because it feels like we don't have, like, I, like you, your your you, picture is. Sorry, gone. You've caught me. I was connected to the gym across the street's Wi-Fi, but ah, I've sorted that problem. Okay, now. okay, fine, good. <laughs> Because there, there, there was a bit where you had your eyes closed and I thought you were just sort of <laughs> meditating. And I thought, he's really... I mean, this is... I've, I've never once, as a sibling, seen, like, seen my siblings close their eyes to listen to me. Uh, in a sort of just savouring every word. I do after about 60 minutes. Uh, <laughs> you close your computer, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just put up the old um, cardboard cutout and then log off. Yeah. <laughs> Very rarely notice. So you, sorry, you found you found a sink under an apple tree. I found three sinks. It was Did you? Um, yeah, those were the days, man. I was just out there digging the sinks. Um, never got any of them out. Is that a sinkhole? Is that what you did? You <gasps> find a sinkhole? Oh. A literal sinkhole, full of actual sinks. And eventually I got told to stop digging the sinks because there was a septic tank over there. And that was the end of my childhood, really. (laughs) (laughs) Had to go inside and get a job. You you found three sinks in your garden? Yeah. What a summer. The possibilities were endless. Were your family into plumbing or anything like that? Is there a... Dad was a plumber for a while. He was a plumber. Hold on. Okay. Is this this the thing? Because when I was a kid and I had a paper round, I used to stash 
quite a lot of the excess papers. It's a free paper, it's fine. But I used to just kind of dispose of them somewhere when I when I uh, ran out of time to do my round. Is that your dad doing the same thing? I've just I've got no time to install this sink. Yeah. I'm just going to go bury it in the back garden and hope no one finds out. <laughs> Yeah, maybe because you have to pay to get rid of trade waste, don't you? It's a, that's a double win because you haven't had to pay to get rid of it, and it's a toy for your son to <laughs> excavate. Now, I was uncovering the evidence of his uh, his uh, business yeah. misdeeds. It seems that's probably why I was uh, sent away from the, the sinkhole. <laughs> there was no. Yeah, because I thought tank. the septic tank was on the other side of the garden. I thought it was under the cooking apple tree. Don't eat the cooking apples, guys. Don't cook with those apples. I've filled up a few sinks in my time. These are a bit tart, aren't they? (laughs) What's your secret? (laughs) What's the texture on that crumble? (laughs) (laughs) It crumbles itself. (laughs) Hey, I was going to make a point about the sinks, but I didn't want to force it. Nice. Anyway, car- nice. Yeah, anyway, car- carry on. Okay. I was nice. We to need to move on. We're circling minutes. the drain now. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, exactly right. We, we'll we'll plug your father's cold. plumbing business at the end of the record. <laughs> <laughs> so why were you living together is the question I was going to ask. <laughs> why, were you, why, why were you living together for two months? What, what was going on? I was moving back from Belgium where I'd been living for a couple of years um, and Laura graciously let me move in on the promise of rent without actually receiving any. And Um, all he did was slag the place off for two months. (laughs) (laughs) On TripAdvisor. (laughs) There's not even a sink in the back garden. This place is rubbish. (laughs) Did you fall foul of the transition from Belgium to the UK? Was it like, were the main critiques that you didn't have any waffles or truffles? Lack of frites. Yeah. A lack of frites, a lack of mayonnaise, um, sinks in the garden. There's sinks in the garden everywhere in Belgium. That's what I don't tell you about. That's why it's so flat. In London, the streets are paved with gold. I think the real problem was that when Ron left for Belgium, we did not have a one-year-old. And then when he returned, we did. So that made it tricky, I think, for the carefree days that a 20-something requires. Yeah, we used to be up until the middle of the night playing Magic the Gathering, drinking yeah. brew dogs, and, and now it's just miss the tumble this, miss the tumble that, day in and day fucking out. <laughs> Does that mean Ron was a real cock blocker when he was around and it was only when he left that you guys got pregnant? <laughs> Finally, that guy's it. gone. We can do it at last. Well, was only once Ron had left home and moved on, we were like, we raised him okay, we'll, we'll get another one. Yeah, we did this well. Strange place to leave for Belgium. I've got, a, I've got a best mate who's just left for Belgium as well. It's hard to know how to deal with someone leaving for Belgium. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, they've gone to Belgium. It's like, oh, why? Yeah. You're so close to France. You're so close to, you know, like you're, 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 you're not that far away from Paris, which is obviously lots of people's dream places to live. You know, you can imagine someone going, well, I've decided I'm going to pack it all in. I'm going to move yeah. to Paris. It's true. But, it's, it's never Emily in Brussels, is it? No, exactly. Br- I mean, Bruges is, Bruges is beautiful, but, you know, it's a stag destination. Well, Brussels is for if you want the trappings of Paris, but you'd miss the weather of the UK. <laughs> so you like to drink your red wine in the in the in the grey rain then it's perfect, perfect. red wine grey rain perfect. very romantic lovely hollyhocks though yes 
What? <laughs> what are hollyhocks? Yeah, yeah, sound hollyhocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Clark, Clarky comes from the improv school of yes. It's. Uh, <laughs> He's only done half a class. He's not done the end bit yet. He's very good. At... He'll definitely you'll come away with a real sense of agreement, but he never furthers the scene. Well, I do the ends, and me and Ben kind of tag team Crosby. That's what we normally do. <laughs> Hollyhocks. Yeah, they're really tall plants, like a foxglove. They're very nice, and Brussels right. had loads of them. Right. Yes. <laughs> Clarky can confirm. And I will ask the question. And there's a real good cop, bad cop thing going on here. <laughs> Let's solve some beefs. Uh Tom, would you like to do Amy's beef first of all? I would love to find the email that you sent me about Amy's beef. And I've done it. That was a oh. great... What a, let's see, I'm getting better at filling out. Am I right, guys? <laughs> right, anyway. Well, right, so. well also, I'm, I'm getting better at sending them just a few hours before we record. Much better. Because Much better. there's no... Otherwise, I know, you know, I know you're, you're, you're far from inbox zero, aren't you? You're, yes. Um, what, are we, what are we talking about on your inbox currently, Parry? What are we talking about for... Um, for messages oh unread yeah no I, I i can't i can't live uh with unread emails but you know reading means reading as opposed to just opening it and closing it no no i <laughs> just open, and, open and close then you feel good about yourself you don't open and shut closed email <laughs> it's just like they've all been read you know they've been read it, they've been read yeah yeah, yeah. i fall read. i fall foul of that as well I'm on two and a half thousand. Oh, oh no. And that's after a recent cull. Oh, wrong. mate. How do you, how do you God. Whoa. A big chunk of those still from Belgium, probably. Yeah, they're <laughs> French. That's why I don't open them. You've got to answer the Flemish ones, buddy. You're back in England. <laughs> Just imagine what you've missed. Who are Laurent's gloves? Who are Laurent? Where have you gone? We have not watered the holly hooks in years. <laughs> I think at that stage I'd probably just get a new email. I think I'd just forget it, you know, I just I just have a little redirect going to a brand new email and start afrash. Scorch yeah. the earth, Ron. I yeah. just frisbee my laptop out the window. <laughs> that doesn't get that doesn't get rid of your email or give you a new email, Clucky. <laughs> I've got to go dig up some laptops. <laughs> Next to the sink. <laughs> right in the sink. Right, okay. Parry. Yes, I'm in now. Mother-in-law, flat share beef from Amy, double E, fancy that, via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Great way to get in touch, the old school way. Dear pappies and guests, I have a recent beef which arose from a temporary flat share situation with my mother-in-law. A dance as old as time. That's not what is written. I'm just adding that. She oh, lives okay. quite <laughs> far from... Sorry, I should... I'll inflect more when it's just me saying something. Well, it's it's interesting. This this should appeal to you, Parry, because you spent quite a, a good chunk of lockdown living with your mother-in-law. Yes. I mean, your wife was livid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
She lives quite far from us, so we don't see her very often. And when she comes to stay, she usually does so for a decent length of time to make the journey worth it. Mm. We get on well, and I like spending time with her. But there's a minor grievance that just gets more annoying every time she comes to stay. The beef is... (laughs) She insists on claiming things in our house as hers, even though we paid for them, and she only comes here about once a year. There is an armchair in the lounge that she refers to as her chair. And when I sat in it during her stay, she made a comment about how I'd taken her chair. Even though when she's not here, it's the chair I usually sit in and I felt forced to move seats. She also calls our spare room her room but it's actually my home office so it has my desk and work stuff in as well as the spare bed i obviously tidy up before she stays so she has enough space to unpack her things but it's very clear to anyone that the room is used daily when she's not staying and it contains a lot of personal knickknacks that are very clearly mine not my husband's such as photos of my sister's baby and a postcard of the city i grew up in Her sense of ownership over the room is so strong that before this most recent visit, she messaged and asked if we could put up a mirror in her room so she doesn't have to use the one in the hallway when she's doing her hair. We complied with this request because we didn't want to make a fuss and it might be handy for other guests too, but it still felt a bit weird of her to ask. Other things in our house that she claims as hers include a pair of porcelain mugs that we were given as a wedding present from my old boss and a side table that I moved into the spare room on a previous visit because she complained she had nowhere for her to put her jewellery at night. Ooh la la, someone's doing well for themselves. (laughs) On top of this... She has this habit of asking where I bought things in the house in lots of detail. So it's not like she's just making conversation. For example, she asked where our table lamps came from. And when I told her they were from Dunelm, she asked me to take her there as she wanted new lamps too. And she liked the look of ours. She's done this with other things too. So there are quite a few things in in her own house that match ours. I really want to believe she genuinely feels like they're hers because she feels at home here. She clearly likes my design style enough to copy it, so maybe she just really enjoys spending time in our house. However, there's a part of me that worries she's being passive-aggressive about the fact that she gave us money towards our deposit and sees the house and its contents as being partially hers. (laughs) Am I reading too much into things? Is it unreasonable of me to be annoyed that she claims ownership of things we've worked hard for? Amy. Wowzer. It's a good, it's this, I think there's a, thank you, Amy. It's a fantastic beef. It's a lovely, strong beef. That's been seeding under the surface for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what, Parry, you read it perfectly because there was, you're right, there's a lot of kind of like petty, it, you you almost read it through gritted teeth. It was perfect Always. because they, you could you could Always you could read through gritted teeth. You weren't just reading. <laughs> you weren't just reading the message. You were reading the the message. You know, yeah. um, uh, Laura, where do, where do you stand on this? Do you do you have a mother-in-law in the picture? Uh, does she stay? Yeah, my mother-in-law is all right. But she's never stayed at my house, so we we haven't told her where we live. So it's <laughs> um, that's the secret. <laughs> just easier. Um, I'm, I was with Amy on the chair. That's weird. 
the, the, the bedroom, you refer to a room you're in as your room, don't you? Like if you're in a hotel, you don't go to room 302. You say, oh, I'm going back to my room, don't you? So that was normal. And then but- Amy lost me a bit on the whole, I think she's being petty because she gave us money because you don't buy matching lamps maliciously you don't refurbish <laughs> a house 300 miles away out of spite that is that's a or weird do you? spite we've level. not met this woman yet is this the kind of weird Machiavellian game she's playing Mate, is she getting yeah. up inside Amy's head and crawling around by going oh Dunelm is it guess I'll get some for myself. <laughs> I, I feel like, um, maybe I'm being compassionate, I feel like because this mother-in-law doesn't come very often, it feels to me like she's trying to like make up for that closeness when she is there, you know? Like, hey, let's get matching lamps. Ooh, let's go to Dunham. Oh, my room. Oh, that's the chair I like. She's kind of like, you know, like marking her territory and being like, see, I'm here all the time. I even know the chairs and the cups. I love yeah. you. It, I think it's like an overladling of affection on it or maybe could she be building a replica house <laughs> 300 <laughs> miles away is she going single white female on a house <laughs> is she when you go to her house is it going to be an exact replica of your house and she'll be like this is my house now yeah she's been collecting your hairs to make a wig just wearing it stood on the doorstep yeah is there like a weird kind of inverse Oedipal thing going on where actually she wants to move in and be the wife of her own son is that a too dark a place to go to I mean it's not what any of us thought of but you know what that's the reason we all we all do this together to get different no, perspectives no. that's my chair and like if it was like a fucking you know A24 kind of indie horror film then it'd start like this and by the end it'd be like no no He's my husband now, and she's wearing yeah. the, the door, you know, the daughter-in-law's face and dripping in gold jewelry on the lamp or some stuff. It yeah. Doesn't all fit on the table. Like Be- you, beef solved. I, I think you could get there <laughs> without too much of a leap if you want to. I don't, but I did. <laughs> I don't. I regret it, but I did. Is there? You know is I mean? there also a thing you've got to you've got to let um, the, the mother-in-law off because don't to a certain extent don't people get to a certain age and many of them sort of they, they sort of take stock of their life what have i achieved what do i have? take stock of your what house is, yeah exactly <laughs> they, they do an inventory they come around with a clipboard and go but they, they kind of go like what do i have that's mine and i feel like it's part of the reason why you know a lot of um a lot of oldies are like close the borders you know, no more immigrants because they're like, we've got our thing and this is our thing. Like, so like, is she making a bit of a sort of smash and grab for her own? Like, is she like, is she conquering? Is that what, she, is that what she's doing? Is she kind of like, she's got, she's trying to, in the last sort of gasps of her of her existence, she's trying to conquer whoa, whoa, more whoa, land. Whoa, whoa. Hang on, hang on. Farage. You've shoved this girl to death. Dying Farage. Yeah, I know. It's like that. With a tying breath. We don't know. She's, she's she making like these long journeys. She's buying new lamps. There's years in the game. I d- uh, yeah, she's buying All new lamps, but she's not buying this. But now she's terminally ill and invading. She's not buying the LED bulbs, though, is she? She doesn't need 100 hours. <laughs> she's not buying green bananas, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is there an element of reclaiming in this? Because let's look what first started this. You took... Her son, oh, and made him your husband. 
who started this? You know, <laughs> who was the first person to take something of someone's and make it theirs? Your son, is he? No, he's my husband now. That's my husband. Oh, hello, my husband. And she's like, okay, two can play at that game. That's my room now. <laughs> I mean, I think the honest, the honest truth of it all, really, is that um, I don't think any of that's going on. I think <laughs> no, no. I think Laura cracked it early doors. I think that's it. Yeah, I think basically the, the situation is it's 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 annoying to have somebody who isn't your immediate family in your house for any length of time and this is how the annoyance is manifesting itself i think the only thing i find find really weird is does she get does she has she taken claim of two mugs yeah why does she need two mugs two coffee, and coffee. And tea. yeah thank you <laughs> we know mate we know <laughs> I, it's it's this kind of intrusive niceness that our our mother will do um, quite often it's this like the sort of thing like you know when you show someone a TV show you like and then they're a bit like oh great now we have to watch this together and then you're like I kind of wanted to watch it on my own they're yeah. saying it as like a nice thing as in like oh I love this thing that you've shown me I love this mug I love this chair but you're a bit like that's cool but I don't want to sort of attach it to you yeah <laughs> that was my thing yeah maybe like, because our strategy with Ron, so he didn't get too comfortable living us, us was he made we made him sleep in the garage and Jesus. we referred to it as his hutch. So maybe wow. you've made your mother-in-law too comfortable and you need to just sort of exercise some uncomfortableness there. Not a jot of curtain on the windows. Yeah. <laughs> no, no curtain. July, no. so early sun. No, Ron. <laughs> Sleeping under a, a Vauxhall Corsa. Yeah. And newspaper on the floor. <laughs> just one of those little water bottles with a metal circle <laughs> <laughs> licking the end of it <laughs> so when you said Laura oh uh, Ron was living with us he wasn't he was Isn't living adjacent us? to your property <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A short hop through the rain away. Very. We could see him at all times because there were no curtains on his edge. You could, you could see him banging on the windows. You go, no, no, it's not wake up time yet, Ron. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you on the windows say? then. <laughs> Thought Ron's done well to get company back to his garage. <laughs> Give him a bit of privacy. You can see How him. would you like to fuck banging? on a tarpaulin? Well, your luck's in tonight. <laughs> It's waterproof. I think, yeah, I think it probably does mean well. It's tricky to connect with your in-laws, isn't it? On it, on kind of every level. It's always going to be like, I, you know, I, for example, don't think I've got a tremendous amount in common with my father-in-law. Um, and we don't have, like, he likes sport and I don't like sport. And so I do sometimes, you know, like I will sometimes struggle to have things to chat to him about. If, for example, he bought a really nice jumper, I'm going to talk about it, right? I've definitely done it before. You're going to stop calling it your jumper, though. <laughs> going to get inside with him. <laughs> I wish they had forearms, Ifa. I wish they had forearms, honestly. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I. I but but do you know what I mean? Like, it's just. I think the mother-in-law is trying to make a connection, and also I think you need to stop feeling guilty about the the money they gave you. Uh, Amy, don't worry, oh, don't worry yeah. about it. Don't okay, about that. that is that is a parent's. Well, that is the previous generation. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do when our kids try and buy a house. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any money to give them, but you know what I mean. Like, that is, you could, could have my garage. That is, 
That's the, I'm not, yeah, that's true. They're not going to live in a flat share with Tom and Ben's kids, is that not? <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. That'll that's be their it. curse. It is their gift. It is their that. curse. I would love that. It is their curse. It is their curse. And our patrons will be able to watch them on a live stream. <laughs> <laughs> Or just through the uh, curtainless windows. <laughs> I think you should fight fire with fire and start claiming stuff for you at her house. How about that? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, you're watching TV on my telly. I'm taking that telly back with me. Yeah. Um, could could you also push her limits for like, bar, like well, I really go... Push her down the stairs then. <laughs> could you, could you push her down the stairs? Then you can have all film. the money. <laughs> Don't worry about the push you down the stairs. Push he pushes you down the stairs. Where's your face? And starts claiming her son as her husband. <laughs> Mama. Um, what about all this jewellery that she has to take off and sort of store overnight? Why don't you start getting replicas of that made, and then just start wearing more and more of it when she comes to visit? Like, and then be like, "Well, we just have such similar style," and turn into her. Might that be weird for the husband? He's into it, probably, well, isn't he? You never know. You never know. <laughs> There's already a certain degree of factoring that in when you spend time with your mother-in-law, isn't there? Yeah. The inevitability factor that you know that's I think that's part of what makes in-law relationships quite complex. Please is, explain this in more detail. Yeah, go on, go on, Tom. <laughs> well, you know, we're we are on railroads of our genetics and. There's a big part of you that goes, okay, I'm having a glimpse of a destination here. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm seeing where this train's heading. Okay, I've got to factor that in, have I? You know, like, we have to be honest. That's that's something that happens with our in-laws, whether we recognise it or not. Do, do you think about fucking your mother-in-law? Is that I, where your train goes? No, no, no. I think you've got I think you've got Tom all wrong. I think he's saying that his, his wife is going to turn into his mother-in-law. Not that he looks at... Looks at his mother-in-law and goes, one I day. I might as well. I'm going there out, anyway. One day when the wife's out the house. <laughs> it's inevitable, babes. Primitive, babe. primitive time travelling. <laughs> it's not an affair, it's time travelling. Why are we still fighting it? Biology says, if I fancy your daughter, I have to fancy you. Let's go. <laughs> you know that. Crawl inside her jumper, give her a nice big cuddle. <laughs> I've put this mirror on the ceiling of your room. <laughs> if the jewelry's are clanking, Harry's wanking. <laughs> I mean, I think what this whole uh, thing smacks off to me is that Amy's got Pishaw to talk to her mother-in-law about. So they kind of sit and then yeah. they're just like chair. Yeah. Um, if they if they kind of got a hobby or a shared interest then I think Ooh. they might be able to talk about that instead of um, yeah. objects they can see like brick <laughs> from yeah. so basically that's what you want to do is when she arrives it's like you see what this is this is your pickleball bat you me we've joined a league yeah. and then it's like that is yours and this is yours and this is our team um, if they play doubles then they could you know when you shout mine when you've got it and that might solve this mother-in-law <laughs> as well. I think we cracked that. There we go. Beef solved. Beef solved. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Right, next up, so we've got a free-range hive mind beef from... It's either AI or Al. Are you oh, getting AI generated? I, I can tell you now. It's. I can tell you now. We're not quite at the stage where we're asking Chat G, but we're, we're right, close. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, for, this is from Al. Google Bard. This is Al. In fact, I think... I, I hadn't realised this, but when Al sent an email through, Al wrote their name as A-L in capitals, which I guess you have to do now because you yeah. see Al and you think, you know, call me AI, don't you? Yeah. Um, right. What does what does Al have to say for themselves? Says, dear puppies and awesome guest. It does say singular, but I'll change that to plural because there's no way Al could have known. Sure. My beef is with people who use Facebook or Twitter to, and kick their post off with hive mind when asking Oof. for recommendations or straightforward advice. Oh, and there's quite a few examples okay posts like hey hive mind we're off to Rome with three children looking for recommendations for places to stay places to eat things to see etc <laughs> hello hive mind I'm looking for recommendations for fun things to do in Bristol this weekend I'm appealing to the hive mind anyone have any suggestions what to plant in my garden hive mind any advice on the cheapest way to transfer from pounds to euros? I mean, come on. These people clearly have access to the internet, so why can't they just Google this shit? Thanks. I already feel better for sharing. Now over to your hive mind to sort it out. Oh, fuck it. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Ow. Definitely wow. an AI. The, yeah. yeah, it does feel like an AI. <laughs> don't don't so you many... guys hate hive minds as well? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate asking human beings for advice? <laughs> the other thing that, that they haven't included, which is from our profession, which is when somebody is saying, uh, hive mind, what's a phrase someone might use to dump somebody? It's for a thing. And you go, no, 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 no. If I'm not being paid for that thing, and yeah. you are, write your fucking thing, mate. Yeah, totally. you know, I think I, I will accept, go downstairs and ask somebody else, you know, your, your partner, ask a mate. Occasionally I'll have to write a joke about football and I will write the joke first, crucially, and then I'll send it to somebody who I know knows about football and go, does this make sense? And they'll go, no, no. And I'll, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, and I'll say, look, I don't think I'm right for Fantasy Football League. Um, but, but that happens all the time on, on Facebook where people are like, yeah, you're, this is your job. You shouldn't be asking Facebook to write your comedy. But yeah. Um, can we just double check with all of our guests and everyone here that no one here does that? Because... 
before we deep dive into this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I stopped writing jokes a long time ago. Because <laughs> I, I, I feel the same way and I was about to get into it. Then I was like, just want to double check that, you know, Laura and Ron aren't big fans of writing with I've Mike. <laughs> people are. Let's just do that first, shall we? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very good point. Uh, okay, we'll put that bit later on, but first I'm going to ask Laura, Ron, are you Hive Mind kind of people? <laughs> no judgment, but. You Ron, think? you just don't like social media at all, I, do you? I know, I'm an enlightened person. I mean, A, I'm under 30, so I haven't used Facebook for years. And B, um, yeah, I'm an enlightened individual that doesn't use social media at all. Um, so, wow. Um, it's really good for that, our podcast. That, I mean, beef solved, that's how you do it. Um, just a very good point. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you know what? That's... That is a, that's really smart, and actually, it solves a tremendous number of other beefs as well. <laughs> is that podcast solved? <laughs> Someone just shut us down. Cow <laughs> solved. Get off Facebook. Get off all social media. I'd love it. Um, but Laura, I don't hate hive mind person. as much as people saying, "Hey, kids." I hate people referring to a bunch of adults as kids. That winds me up way more than hive mind. Really? The other end of the scale for me is um, sir, when people call me sir. <laughs> like people say, and it will often be it will often be a preface with the phrase like thanking you or something a little bit annoying like that. <laughs> thanking you, sir. And you're my like... My liege. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right close to my liege, isn't it? <laughs> thanking, thanking ye, my liege. And you're like, oh, come on, I just sent you fucking phone number this feels personal we may have to bleep the name of the person there because I feel like that's a little too true to something that happened to me quite recently so my least favourite is place name I am in you oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then that's followed with hive mind can you recommend things to do there <laughs> oh, Glasgow I am in you oh fuck off I I, I <laughs> Hive mind bothers me. I had a tweet about it once that was something along the lines of Hive mind, can we come up with a phrase to describe dickheads who start their tweets with hive mind? It was something like that. It got very it got very little love. I, uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like there's too many hive mind people out there yeah. for that to really Nothing from Ron. You know, turns out he's not on social media. Do you feel like I think they're so annoying because they're often little humble brags like if yeah. you actually wanted to know what to do in Rome you'd text a mate that you knew had been to Rome or you'd mm. look at TripAdvisor and do the top three things on there but you just want us all to know that you've got three kids and you can afford to take them to Rome like that that's really what this is about 100% 100% that's exactly what it's about it's going I've got three kids and I'm in Rome wallop <laughs> which is a better tweet do you know what if someone put that out I'd have a lot of respect for them if someone was tweeting I've got three kids and I'm in Rome wallop you'd be like fair, okay fair play they're doing it I'm off on I'm off on holiday for a couple of days next week and don't you you, you, you best believe I'm going to do I've got two kids I'm in Canberra Sands wallop yeah. don't you worry about that that's that's going up on threads in an absolute fucking heartbeat but it, it sounds like a hostage situation <laughs> Doesn't Matthew, does it? <laughs> they are my kids. <laughs> Takes away from the purity of the tweet a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> and also, if kids. you say, I've got kids and they are my kids, it sounds like you're protesting too much. Yeah. <laughs> 
the fact they look nothing like me the fact they're all seven foot tall is neither here nor there <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's but what's our solution here because I think we can you know I think a fair amount of us are in agreement with him or, or them sorry but what is the what's the solution how apart from you know Ron's nuclear option of uh, live in a cave uh, and become it's, a recluse it's a garage dude <laughs> <laughs> if we're not going to go sort of full Oppenheimer on it then what about um, an immediate uh, unfollow for anyone using it. Oh. So then you just you just you you and then eventually you're not going to have any hive mind people on your on your feed anymore. If you see it, it should be an immediate uh, red flag, red red card. Could go for the pass ag option and just comment a link to where you've googled it for them. And oh yeah. There was, there was, there, there, there's a, there's a reason you're I'm not on wrong, social media. Don't be mom. <laughs> I feel like that got said a lot a couple of months ago. <laughs> can I, can I have a bit of heat on in the garage? Oh, yeah. Ron, don't be mum. <laughs> Sorry, okay, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Matthew, you, I feel like must... all the Passag versions, like just replying with a load of B emojis. Oh, they feel just as petty as saying hive mind. Yeah, I th- I think get rid. I think get rid of anyone anyone using it. They're gone. They're gone from your. They're gone from your feed forever and your or, life. Delete, delete their number. What about give them the shittest recommendations? Like find a restaurant in Rome where every single TripAdvisor review mentions dysentery, and then give that the most <laughs> glowing review under it, and just watch those kids shit themselves to death for a week. <laughs> or you could just buy them a Lonely Planet guide. I found out recently <laughs> that uh, some people. F- I, 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 I heard someone who, who writes on Lonely Planet who wrote a, like an entire book on this place having not been to the place. I think no Lonely way. Planet is an absolute an absolute fiddle. I, me- I, I did. I might have even talked about this on the podcast before, but get, we we had a Lonely Planet for Berlin, and we um, we were tra- traveling to this place that they said oh, it's, you know you've got this is a must must eat spot in Berlin, and when we got there, it was a shopping center. And we're like, it can't be the shopping centre. And it was like a restaurant in a food court of a shopping centre. And I, like, really, we should have gone, well, that, that, you know, the, we, should, we should leave. But we didn't. We were like, well, this must be like that, you know, like Hero Dreams of Sushi. Yeah. You know, that, that place in, in is, it, is it in Grand Central Station? And you it go, turned out it was a Yo Sushi. It, 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 was, it, it really was. It was like, I may as well have gone to fucking Spudger Like in the Glades in Bromley. It was fucking mad. We walked for about Oof. two hours to find the place as well. It was awful. Because oh, Berlin is a bit like that, isn't it? It is the stuff that's the best looks shit from the outside. So you, I don't think you're mad for thinking it could have been good. Yeah, despite... we never trust, never trusted a lonely, uh, lonely planet after that. Oh. No way. That planet would have more friends if it gave better suggestions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a reason you're lonely. Yeah, I read the Popular Planet. Really good <laughs> have you been to mcdonald's it's great <laughs> there's one basically everywhere coffee starbucks you man <laughs> um well i i like that i think immediate unfollow and i think you're you're, you're I, I think you're dead right but don't trust me <laughs> trust our listeners hive mind is he right <laughs> <laughs> Beef solved. Yeah, sorting out your beef. Beef solved. You're gonna love this, Laura. Pigeon beef. <gasps> oh my god. Wait a second. Or, or you're gonna hate it. Depending. Oh, what's man. going? What's going on here? 
Wait, talk us what? Why would you like pigeons? So I fell in love with some pigeons um, during a mental breakdown. Some pigeons nested on my balcony and had babies and um oh. i had to have them removed but i fell in love with them um and ben helped me with my show well directed helped is a bit infantilizing but ben directed my <laughs> show all about my love for my pigeons when i was trying for a baby and couldn't have one and then some pigeon babies turned up and it just felt like it was right you know and yeah. then they just shat all over everything forever <laughs> and um <laughs> It was pretty harrowing and then I had to get rid of them and that was sad. But now whenever I see pigeons, I think maybe, maybe they're like the great grandkids of my pigeons. Great. There was that one you let rot in a water butt as well. Oh my God, that one was horrendous. I had to get it out with a pitchfork and it just fell apart on the fork. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, and are, pigeon, are pigeons euphemisms for your brother Ron? <laughs> <laughs> I just like helpless scruffy things. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true you very rarely see a baby Ron do you very rarely <laughs> all the same size yeah <laughs> he's out the back sinks. digging yeah. <laughs> he's only got one toe on each foot he's <laughs> often got a stellar elastic tied around his neck oh poor old Ron <laughs> poor old Ron but we're not here to feel sorry for Ron. He does carry a lot of diseases, though, Ron. So. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And in London, you're never more than five. No, that's right. <laughs> so, pigeon beef from Tom via WhatsApp. Oh, via the WhatsApp. How, how very modern. Guys, send us a Ron, message today. Ron, do you WhatsApp? Or is that... <laughs> WhatsApp all day. Oh, pure. He's found a loophole. You do the be real, don't you, Ron? Aren't you on that one? Oh, I was for a couple of months, but um, that I think that's for people that are younger than me. I didn't get it. There is no one younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> Be real is the one where people say uh, at one point during the day it says you've got to. You've got to be real. You've got to take a photo of whatever you're up to at that moment. Oh, wow. And you send it out to all your followers and you get and you you get like um a little window, don't you? You it's like the quicker to the quick is it the the quickest you can send it to the actual uh, well, there the is message. a no, there's a notification every day and it's one picture per day. It's good because it does stop you from doom scrolling because there's only one thing that you can see from any person that you follow on there. But you can take that picture at any point during the day. So the sort of thing, yeah, um, because if you just take it whenever you get the notification, if you work on a nine to five like me, uh, yeah. sort of five out of seven of them were a picture of my desk. Um, yeah. And yeah, so that's, that's why I stopped doing it because- my, So my pre-work, you'd always go like whitewater rafting <laughs> just, to do, just to have a little, or get really good at Photoshop. Uh, what's, uh, what's the pigeon beef from, uh, from Tom? Yes, uh, bonjour papis. Oh, by the way, don't forget. Sorry, sorry, Clarky. We've got to give the number out as well. Okay, send us a message today. 0208-123-3272. I'll never remember That's it. That's 0208-123-3272. Bonjour, pappies. I'm having an issue where my flatmate doesn't trust pigeons to walk in. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm having an issue where my flatmate doesn't trust pigeons to walk in through an open window. So won't let our sash windows be opened any further than one inch. For fear any more, they'll squeeze themselves through and tuck into the <laughs> the bountiful life of a bright and twenty-seven-year-old. Oh my god, this is so weird. <laughs> Laura also lives in Brighton. 
any help would be much appreciated big boys <laughs> good luck <laughs> in the charts this week tom so the hey, situation I like the here cu- i like the cut of tom's jib yeah. yeah so the situation is the flatmate thinks that if you leave a sash window open anything more than an inch pigeons are coming into the house and causing a pigeon like a pigeon coming into a building you're in is exciting oh yeah, yeah. But pigeon coming into way. the school was good yes yeah. because you didn't have you're not the caretaker yeah it's a good the problem point. Very when good you point. grow up is you're the caretaker now yeah yeah yes. we had this problem with our pigeons they put pigeon nets up to stop them getting onto the balcony but one still got in and then you've just kind of enraged it and enclosed it in a netted space and so Tom my husband came out and managed to catch it and like posted it through the drain pipe hole to the balcony below so it could go free but we didn't realise they'd had pigeon netting (gasps) put up too so we just kind of (laughs) passed the problem on to the people below so you grabbed it again and just threw it in someone's flat yeah yeah maybe they live below us do they live in the Seven Dials area of Brighton? Because if that's why you're scared of pigeons, I'm sorry, it was entirely my fault for breeding them for a year and a half. Um, I mean, I guess, I, I guess having never lived in Brighton, I would assume, like, are, are pigeons a real sort of problem in, in Brighton? I would assume it's more likely seagulls, isn't it? Um, There are a lot of seagulls. I guess they're, I don't, I wouldn't say they're a problem. They're a lovely, but there are a few of them. I don't think your seagulls come in your house either. Your seagulls stay on the road and mug of your food. Yeah, that's, that's what they do, in. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pigeons are a bit more intrusive. Seagulls are a bit more. Let's not give into the, the fast that pigeons come in your house either. Like you know <laughs> that often. <laughs> yeah, it's true. In fact, the only time I've had a bird in the house, they've come in through the chimney. Oh, uh, that's the that's the noise they made as well, Clarky. There's a Santa yeah. Claus joke in there somewhere, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> little little red hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me a lot of presents. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, they, they, but I've had that happened in, in two different houses. Pigeon, pigeon coming. Well, uh, the, it was a pigeon once. I can't remember what the other one was when I was a little kid. But yeah, down the chimney into the front room. I guess the problem here. Sorry, who, who's the name of the person whose beef it is? Tom. Tom. Tom's beef is hard for you to remember that one. Tom's beef isn't that pigeons are coming in his house. They're at his house, mate. Yeah, fears pigeons coming yeah. in the house, it, and and there doesn't seem to have been a precedent. Could you put a net up? Yeah, that's true. Put like a little mesh on, like a mosquito net. Yeah, or send go no. with your friend to an aviary and try and confront their fear. I was going to say that immersion therapy bread suit Trafalgar Square. <laughs> yes, top and a bag. Beautiful. Yeah, but you know what? They've all they've all gone, haven't they? Trafalgar Have Square. They? Yeah, they got hawked out by Boris Johnson. Oh, that was one of the, one of the things he did. Guy. Yeah. Well, this is what I was going to say. Don't go to an Avery. Go to a taxidermist. Oh. Get yourself a hawk, or uh, you know, a, a nice, fun, sizable kind of hawk boy. <laughs> Pop him next to the whatever you want to open the window. They go next to the window. It's off not you a go. Idea Happy days. Do you know, do you know what? That's in Crystal Palace Park at the moment. They've got the they've got the you don't you don't even need a, a stuffed hawk. They've got things hanging over the pedalos um, to stop birds shitting on the pedalos. So when the pedalos are, are parked up overnight, they've got these two sticks, these like fishing rods hanging down. It are hawks that kind of like like 
like you know they're little kites mate you know no, i kind of kites are birds as well but you know they are little kites that look like hawks um and they sort of swing around in the wind and so as a result pigeons don't land but you're right that's exactly what you need to do you need to hawk out hawk out your own balcony the queen it seems is the going rate for a oh actually now it gets a bit pricey 100 quid stuffed sparrow hawk but i mean the the thing is as well they they don't I don't know how good pigeons' eyesight is. You probably just do you it. want the real deal if it's going in your eyes. Again, can we stop giving into this farce that the pigeons <laughs> trying to break listen, in like it's night of the undead? It's we an irrational fear. Pigeons away. It's, a, it's an know. irrational fear. But at least if you could, you know, right? I tell you what, though. Here's the thing. You, you get, put that in there. You, you put you it in there. You open fox. the window up full. You go look. If if after two days no pigeons have come in, just accept it works. Right. That's enough of a time, like 48 hours to test it works. And then your housemate gets to think, oh, you know, it, yes, it's still going to happen, which is their right to think that. But we, we're on top of it. We're dealing with it. You can buy a, you can buy a resin fox for 140 quid. <laughs> <laughs> Next day delivery. Large sitting fox. Resin Tom, you just send me the link for that, please? Yeah, that yeah, sounds amazing. That's absolutely great, actually. Messier but quicker. Rather than opening yeah. the windows and proving they never come in, every yeah. time your flatmate comes home, have a pigeon in the house already with all the windows <laughs> shut. So and then you're like, they're getting the in anyway. You've got to open the windows now to get them out. They're Eugene yeah. tombs into the house, so you may as well just accept that an open window is no deterrent. Yeah, it's a bit like you know, it's a bit like um, uh, when you when you've got mice. We had mice recently. And you think, oh, they can get in under the door. And they go, well, it doesn't matter about under the door. They can climb up the pipes, everything. You know, they talk about mice can get in for a hole the size of a pencil. They can squeeze, squeeze straight through. If you say the same thing's true of pigeons, it just doesn't matter if you've got a big open window. So you're saying you should make the housemate really scared of mice so they forget about the pigeon issue. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Give yeah. them all these mice If facts. anything, get the, get the pigeons in there to sort of scare the mice away. Yeah. It's a bit like the old woman who, who caught a fly, who swallowed a fly, but getting smaller. <laughs> Tom, can I just ask how much for a resin dick dastardly? <laughs> oh, hello. That's better than where I was going to go. I was going to talk about the pigeon detective, so I'm quite, quite glad you've come in there. <laughs> it's slightly more timely than mine. <laughs> um, I got a new album, mate. Anyway, yeah, maybe buy the Pigeon Detectives new album. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm uh, mates with the Pigeon Detectives now, and they yeah. asked me to try and get a plug in one way or the other. Uh, they've got a new album, mate. Occasionally, one of the beefs is, uh, is actually a sponsored beef, and I don't know if we've necessarily sort of Trojan horsed the sponsorship message in quite as easily as we thought we would, but uh, still. Pigeon Detectives new album, uh, wherever you get your albums, available yeah. for digital download today. Buy it on resin. And obviously they'll be touring the UK in November, uh, coming to uh, a town near you. They've still got it, apparently. It says here. <laughs> right. Um, so, beef, beef solved. I, th I think so. Buy a big resin fox, beef solved. <laughs> Weirdly, we're not sponsored by the Pigeon Detectives. We're sponsored by resin foxes. <laughs> that was a dummy ad read. Beef <laughs> sorting out your beef. Beef solved. Well, Laura and Ron, thank you so much for coming on the pod. It's been oh, a real pleasure. What a treat. Thanks for having us. It's a dream. We're going to get more siblings on. It's, going to be, it's been brilliant. It's been great. Um, well, no, we're going to get more guests on with Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm everyone's brother. 
the nation's brother in the same way that like um, Tom Hanks is America's dad Ron the nation's brother (laughs) that's so nice for you Ron you should be you're a really good brother this is is adorable I like you too Laura no, you don't. Whoa, I like you too. <laughs> I am your third favourite sister. <laughs> He's living in the UK's garage. <laughs> oh, I love a bit of UK garage, yeah. Uh, it's a, a welcome mat that says enter selector on it. Um, <laughs> um, what have you guys got to, can you plug your podcast, please? Yes, please. And hey, listen, we're at the London Podcast Festival, so a great way to introduce yourself to a new podcast is just to come and see them live. Go and see it live, yeah. Yeah, don't even listen to an episode. Don't, don't give it a go just turn up and see if you like it live <laughs> we really we booked an ambitiously big room um <laughs> is it king's place is it the big room yeah. in king's place yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, oh, yeah we've we've done that we we actually <laughs> we, we we can leave this in or, or take it out we haven't played the, the festival for a while but the last time we did it they said they said to us um, we will book you again but are you sure you can sell enough tickets <laughs> 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 and you know what i appreciate a festival's honesty because they're like we could just get no such thing as a fish in and we know it's going to sell out or we could take a punt on you and you know uh, a third full is pretty good though um, hey we'd, we'd be 16. delighted <laughs> with a third full not that we don't love having sold 12% of tickets but if we could double that we'd be thrilled um, the podcast is Lex Education Ron is very patiently trying to teach me the GCSE science syllabus amazing, amazing. fantastic it's great I love it it's very argumentative it's a cult hit. Um, rave reviews, just not brilliant ticket sales, but don't let that put you just, off. Just a, just a really small cult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the people that like it, 12 disciples. tattoo level love it. I, you know what? I think I think we have a, a similar thing going on. So if you want to be obsessive about another podcast whilst maintaining your obsession towards Pappy's Flatshare, don't Crucial. leave us for them, guys. <laughs> Crucially. Crucially, there's, there's, there's definitely room. You know, you, you can find another 45 minutes to an hour in your week to listen to another yeah. podcast. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely check that podcast out. Um, and obviously uh, follow, follow Laura uh, online if you'd like to see her being brilliant uh, with the, the front row of all of her gigs. Well, yeah. well worth a follow. Well worth a follow. For superb, superb crowd work. Um, WhatsApp so. me if you've got my number. <laughs> Absolutely. And don't forget what Ron is on WhatsApp. And Ron, don't give Tom your number. Just, <laughs> you'll never. Bread yeah. suit designs flying between us within minutes. <laughs> you'll have to have your phone sort of permanently plugged in because the battery will be drained by having to have his WhatsApp in you. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast see you soon guys thank you bye thank you bye from the sorting out your beans whoa what an app love that what a strong app it was fantastic really good it was baby makingly good I'd say baby makingly good app (laughs) and if you want some more from that episode then there is a bonus beef that is only available on our Patreon over on our Patreon there's a bunch of other things that you get bonus content you get Pappy's Pop Round which is our bonus episode every week where we get to read a whole bunch of emails and play loads of stupid games it's really lots of fun so if you're interested in becoming a Patreon (laughs) if you're interested (laughs) in becoming 
being a Patreon. Then you know what to do. Go to Patreon and find us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what to do, but we don't know what to do, crucially. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flat Share. Uh, get on board today. Also, as well, please do leave us a review. We're, we are, we're, we're kind of quite close to having a thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you've never listened, left us a review before, we'd love you to. Go to uh, wherever you can leave reviews, Spotify or Apple or whatever, and, and leave us a five-star review yes. today. It really does It really does help. A thousand reviews, a thousand stars. Ooh. A thousand reviews, a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, the podcast of a thousand stars. <laughs> if you'd like to send us a jingle as well, do send us a jingle to beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. You can send a beef to that, to that address or a jingle. Uh, just like this jingle, which reminds you of our phone number. 0208123 what's your beef? 0208123 Gorgeous. Lovely stuff. Gorgeous stuff. Um, beautiful gorgeous stuff. Gorgeous Well, today's episode was produced Ooh. by Emma Caution. Caution Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.